Hello and welcome to the five song mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. It's Dr. Penis. I didn't go to medical school for eight years to be called gay. <laughs> and I'm Marge. But why are people calling him gay? Well, that's my first name. Oh, okay. And you are a he. I'm a oh, they. Oh, you're but, a they. You know, I'll accept. You know, you're a he, I understand. She, you're learning. He, they, she. I'm just they. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, doctor, gay, penis, <laughs> oral surgeon. Um, yeah, I think I uh, there's a term on stickers that you just made me think of when they were talking about like women with like really hard big nipples. He referred to them as erect nipples. <laughs> <You did. laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> just fully engorged erect yeah. nipples. <laughs> yeah. RJ, do you remember the first pair of titties you saw? Besides uh, Devin's. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna oh. go mine, but I thought Devin's name would be better in there. Oh, by the way, RJ, I wanted to say that you are like so not gay. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, April Fools! <laughs> I fucking got him. No, um, Devin would know because he's ginger. Okay, you can't just say ginger and then assume gay. It's not they're they're not related at all. <laughs> April yeah. Fools. Oh wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, April Fools. But it's on. Ap- it's on April's. It's on April. Is it not? No. I'm pretty sure today's April first. No, this is three weeks. In Are the you future. trying to April fool me? <laughs> that was three weeks dare ago. You. I like the idea of just like saying things you're not supposed to say, just like saying the N word and be like April Fools. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah, RJ. Do you remember how old were you the first pair of titties you saw? Or it could be one titty. Are we talking live or like live. in print? Oh, live. live. I was titty. like, in print, it was it was a wee lad. Mm, um, live titty. I think, I don't remember timeline-wise, <laughs> but it wasn't live, but it was on TV. I remember oh, what okay. I ate for breakfast that morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the one that I do recall, it was like one of those, I remember I was watching one and it was like the Super Bowl. And I was just watching TV, and I was laying down on the couch, and my brother was like playing whatever. And I'll, my, my dick my, was out. It, <laughs> it was uh, Justin Timberlake and the Janet Jackson one. Oh, that's like I was the little, first titty you saw? I don't know. if uh, I've seen a lot of titties growing up. Don't, don't brag. <laughs> I, I found the stepdad's <laughs> porn collection at a young age, so I was just like, oh, well, that's what's going that on. That would be the first one then. Yeah, but that wasn't live. I don't like, want, like, no, like, we're not talking about print no, no. titties. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. <laughs> we said... Live and you live think that just TV. means in motion? Live TV? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it had Janet Jackson's with her giant, like the weird, like contraption. Whoa, whoa! Don't oh, mean her titties. Yeah, I don't know what she had on there. She had like a... skin, nipple. No, 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 no. no. Normal her stuff. giant weird contraption yeah. titties. <laughs> a no. fucking crazy looking machine she had going on not, there. Remember that? She, All kinds she, of levers and pulleys. She had a, an interesting piercing on it. It was like a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, something on there. Yeah, that's a weird contraption. A yeah. pierced nipple. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, she had something weird. My dad on there. had a pierced nipple. Really? Yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. sick. <laughs> I kind of want to do it. Pierced and a pierced nipple. Hell yeah. I kind of want to do it, you know, just for fun. Just so, like, if anybody sees it, they're like, whoa, that dude's, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's got something going on. Yeah, only when you're wearing your mesh tank tops. <laughs> well, that's all they wear to work. <laughs> it's hot out there. 
Do you know how old you were when you saw your first titty, Devin? Um, if we're talking live, like <laughs> the real <laughs> word live in person, um, I want to say like 16. I think some girls flashed us on the freeway. What? Yeah. Oh, Ashley used to do that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. See, look right. At, she used to do that all the time. Okay, no, that's just a bad. It's, it's not a contraption. No, no, no. There's a weird piercing on there. <laughs> it's a it piercing. Weird? Yeah, it's, it's a fucking yeah. it's a sudden. It's either a piercing or just one of those little nipple pasty things. No, they. they Her face looks weirder than the so-called <laughs> contraption. It's a contraption. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Mike, you need to look up that contraption. I'm. I'm I'd say confabulation get... over contraption. <laughs> it's a contraption. I don't know about that. My dick's a contraption. <laughs> That's true. I'll <laughs> oh, see you right here. Jada Jackson's Super Bowl nipple slip reveals she's a cyborg. See? <laughs> Is that really what it says? Yes, that's one of the titles on Send it. me that article. I've got some research to do. <laughs> that's sick. That's so funny. I'd say more of an android. I don't know about <laughs> cyborg. Cyborg has a negative connotation. I had to have been, I'm pretty sure I had to have been maybe 10. Like live in yeah. person? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was uh I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I had to have been ten by that point, maybe even nine, to be honest with you. Is that like a concert or something? No, my my parents used to have parties all the time. Oh a ton of parties. And I remember yeah. one night there was like naked people in the backyard and I was like, That's a mom's titties. Not Hell my mom's yeah. like, different mom's titties. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know what they were doing back there, but they had a hot tub. And I they were like, living life. No, they were doing hot tub <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not gay if it's in a hot tub. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if if you got clothes on and you're near a hot tub, you're fucking up. Like just get away from the hot tub. I actually out. don't remember the first titty. What about that Sammy Hagar concert we went to where I didn't follow you guys? Literally, we went there, and then Jeff just walked around like uh, one of the, our former uh, high school friends. Jeff could sniff out a titty, I'm sure. Where literally, yeah. no, no, he would walk comes up. with the metal no. militia. T-shirt. So he's like, literally, let's go walk around. So I was like, cool. So we walk around. It's like and Elden he literally Ring. Goes you get that to, ability. He goes up to random people, and he's like, Hi, let me see your tits. <laughs> and that's, that was what he said. And then they said, no, we went to the next group of people. That's all he did. And then one girl was like, okay, let's try to go backstage. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Yeah, he had that tall can monster energy. <laughs> Just let me see some tits. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And he's like, cool. Wait, brat, brat so you saw some? I, I think we saw one and the lady. And then she said that we should go backstage. And- one. Just one? There was the, the, the lady. One lady we, or one the titty? Lady. No, 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 Who's no, no, the no. lady? Yeah, no. You know what? There's the, there's the one You know, flash. the titty ladies. Yeah, so was it one, just one titty? Yeah, yeah. It was like the one flash. Okay, so yeah, you saw one. Yeah, but I think that was still, I don't know. You think that, that doesn't one. count? You just listed Janet Jackson <laughs> in her contraption, which yeah, was like, only one contraption. <laughs> and they weren't bigger than mine, so it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get those eight cups out of my face. But, Not like, interested. I don't know what year that was. So I, I, don't, I don't know. Mm, I don't know, but I know I couldn't drive. What year was the Janet Jackson nip slip? That was 04. You saw wow. titties live before then. memory. I, yeah, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. things. You don't remember staying up late on Comedy Central watching Girls Gone Wild commercials? 
I do remember that. <laughs> Pulling your little pud under a blanket to those infomercials. So I had a, um, I had a, what do you call it? Well, that, that's on TV. That's not live. Like I said, I've seen a lot of things on video. <laughs> I don't understand Filipino logic. I've seen a lot of things. On well, those video. are all pre-recorded, as they said on the, the commercial. <laughs> he's he's oh, referring yeah, to yeah. not the internet, too. He's saying yeah. on video. <laughs> Unless it was a webcam. Well, even then, I don't, was the internet big then? Like, as of, like, you know, like, and middle 04? school? Yeah. yeah. No, no, middle school. So before that. Yes. It was still, like, available. I think you still have to stay up late night to see, like, the commercials. I mean, you still would, because, like, you had to... Maybe you had to fire up the modem. Maybe I was in this and make sure nobody was on the phone. But yeah, <laughs> AOL still times. get porn out there. Yeah, I never really had to deal with the the slow interwebs because my stepdad was into software oh, and stuff, yeah. like hardware. Oh yeah, um, and so wait, I'd like never had to deal with that. He was into software. You got that hardware. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well, speaking of titties, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Tit Talk. <laughs> bubble tits. <laughs> oh, man, can we just talk about bubble tits? <laughs> the big old floaters. Um, all right, so today's up over the <laughs> episode 90 of the podcast. Uh, this is my mix. This is called Bubble Grunge. Bubble Grunge. Uh, a little brief history behind this is uh, Devin, probably it's been over a year. Maybe it was probably pretty... It's probably around the Australian mix, maybe, when you first talked about snail mail. When yeah. you first did your Australian mix, which yeah. was a long time ago at this point. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but Dustin, or not Dustin, Devin, how dare I? Fucking happens <laughs> so much. It's crazy. Like, my boss does that, or that knows Dustin also. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, but Devin had talked about snail mail. Uh, I remember listening to them and I think you had brought up hop along probably around the same time. Um, I remember listening to them and being like, Oh, this is like interesting. And I liked it. But I think at the same time, Courtney Barnett, you had played on a mix, I think. And I had liked her a lot more. Yeah, it was the Australian one. Yeah. So I never, like, dived further into just listening, like, surface area to Snowmail or Hopalong. Um, And then Snailmail had, like, a new album that came out this past year. uh, And I remember checking it out. Be like, oh, yeah, Devin talked about them. They're pretty good. Listened to it a little bit. But still wasn't, like, super invested. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't know how I stumbled into the last artist on this mix that we're going to talk to. I don't know if it's because of snail mail or because she just had a new album and it just like popped up on my Spotify algorithm or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I listened to her and I was like, oh, wow, she's really good. And she sounds different. What's the sound? <laughs> yeah. What is this called? And then I listened, music? I listened to more artists uh, uh, that suggested from her. And I was like, wow, these chicks are good. <laughs> <laughs> Girls can play music, too? <laughs> what? These ladies rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Question mark? <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure I Googled the... I, I'm pretty sure like I just searched the Ophelia's, that band. And I think they're how I came to the term bubble grunge. Because I'm pretty uh. sure I had the same, a similar title for my mix as you had, which was like, these girls play music well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
long hair don't care still play music smash the patriarchy yeah uh yeah and that led me into bubble grunge and then that led me into like spotify mixes because uh just because it seems to be associated with spotify now that term um yeah just fell down a big rabbit hole i was pretty happy with uh that uh devin led me down milkman so listen to that milkman (laughs) leading people down paths yeah um so yeah i've I've been pretty stoked on the style of music uh i have uh i'll give some honorable mentions at once we go through the mix uh yeah like extra artists that i had a hard time uh choosing who went on this mix but honestly like looking at the term bubble grunge which we got we'll get into um that helped kind of like define the sound of the mix i guess yeah Um, so you got most of these from that fifth artist yes oh interesting okay Mm. that is interesting Uh, so i was like naming off some uh some artists last week like be like did you hear these did you hear these right and after listening to this they don't really fit but they kind of do at the same time they do just not on this specific sound yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah each one of which i said last week when we were talking like each one of these artists has a completely different sound Mm -hmm. than what's on here not completely different like it's still similar Mm -hmm. but there's some artists that have like uh more of a punk sound there's some that have more of a i would say like midwest emo or even like death gap for cutie sound Mm -hmm. um there's like one band which i'll get to at the end that has like i was like oh they they sound like a great version of the distillers um so like things like that they're they seem to be like they're not all over the place with their sound um but Figuring out the term bubble grunge was really helpful to be like, ah, this is just, I should just find songs that like fit within this term. Yeah. You know, it, it one of the rare times that a subgenre actually helps out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like shoegaze and everything and all the subgenres of that. It's like, just fucking stop it with it. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time I was like, I, I, I'm glad that I know the name for this. And I hope that more people make music in this vein. Yeah. Seriously. You know? Like, yeah. But yeah, it's weird. It was slightly different than the bands that I was thinking of, even though like one of the bands on here is one that I love that is related to those other artists. But like you were saying, the ones that I was talking about are more punk influenced, but mm-hmm. not uh, not in a traditional like punk way. Well, what's funny is uh, that one girl, uh, you remember your cow punk mix, that one girl that was on there? Oh, yeah. Um, not Sierra Farrell, but... Uh, 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 fucking she like comes up sarah with, shook yeah she comes up with some of these bands interesting yeah because she's like right on the border of like this happy punk sounding modern punk female yeah. driven bands which yeah. i thought was pretty interesting when i was looking into stuff uh, yeah Ooh, side note have you heard sierra farrell uh, she is like she is like dolly parton-esque <laughs> but like opposite looks wise like (laughs) she's just a tiny little person but it's it sounds like very very traditional country of that era Hmm. and it's amazing so good she doesn't have those big old titties no (laughs) she got got the opposite that's fine something that you know i wouldn't even count as seeing titties because they're smaller than mine (laughs) that's the rule that we're using um rj what was your thoughts going into this mix did you have uh any thoughts 
So I, 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 they're conflicting. Um, I, I did like you know some of the snail mail. I love snail mail. They're awesome. And just other thing, things like that. But then as soon as I saw the grunge, I was like, ah. This is just like all Nirvana-sounding cover bands. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I think I might be out. Ah, interesting. I like that. I like mm. that you had that uh, knee-jerk reaction. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I was yeah. like that, and I, I threw my mic. So if you haven't listened, <laughs> listened to last week's, I literally threw it, beat Devin with it. He still has a black eye. He's talking oh. about his little doll that he has made of you. <laughs> <laughs> he just calls it his mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just he, a bundle he, of hair. He beat you <laughs> with a doll called yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screaming like a banshee. Just, <laughs> uh, like put it into the Tuscan dryer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went full Tuscan Raider on me. I put you in the side of the dryer with a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I like that you were conflicted going into this. Mm-hmm. I, like I didn't even think of that because I like I hate Nirvana. He loves Nirvana. Shut up, <laughs> dude. Don't even fucking don't even April fools me right now. Um, I but I get lo- a, the Nevermind album back tattoo. <laughs> Just the naked baby. <laughs> Just covering your entire back. Yeah. <laughs> but just a close up of the baby that doesn't have the album cover. It's like, do you have just a naked baby? Like, yeah. Well, it is. This is it's historic, just something right? I this really is... like. <laughs> it defined my childhood. <laughs> baby. My <dicks>. adolescence. <laughs> I grew up with this and I still love it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even make that connection, though. Like, like being a verted to it because it's grunge because I like the idea of grunge but I've never listened to another artist like I guess Pearl Jam is grunge right guess, yeah technically um, they always get compared to Nirvana Pearl Jam's fine I have no beef with Pearl Jam I won't like go out of my way to listen to them but yeah they're fine and I like the idea of grunge I like the like emerging out of the post-punk phase and getting slightly more aggressive but like that melancholy sound mixing with the rock of the era. Like, I want that. I yeah. think that's kind of what Shoegaze did in a very lo-fi version. So I've always liked the idea of grunge, but yeah, Nirvana is the thing that comes to mind when you hear grunge. And I'm just, yeah, which is like care. bothersome, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like, there's other grunge bands that I've heard. Like, what do you consider Sonic Youth? You know? Yeah, like, like post-punk? I guess, I don't know. But, but Yeah, I don't know. Like they could be grunge though. Yeah, I think that it's like the cranberries. It's like I love the cranberries. It's true. They are considered a grunge band. They're not yeah. to me. The other one, Hole. That's probably oh, yeah. the other most famous grunge band, and I don't like them. Not into it. Yeah. But like Meat Puppets, I think is a grunge band, or they might be from the previous generation. But uh, there is like some stuff out there, but it's just kind of lost because Nirvana is the only thing that like defines grunge. Right. Yeah. Nobody continued it on for some reason. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's like ska. So. Bring back ska. <laughs> More ska summer anthems. Uh, all right. So I had a really hard time thinking of favorite song, least favorite favorite artist. Oh. Uh, mostly because so I've made as you guys have made a lot of mixes. Uh, normally when I make a mix, I know there's at least a song that either is like, might not work in the mix or like, uh, they might not like this, you know, like normally Mm -hmm. you have a mix where you're like kind of nervous to me, 
these five songs are all good. So, <laughs> so okay, yeah. So and they all set. They are all in like are in a very similar genre. And I don't know if it's because, and they all sound pretty similar. And I don't know if it's because it's such a new style of music to me that I just like don't have anything bad to say about it. So I have a hard time figuring out favorite, least favorite things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for Devin, I'm just gonna go one, two, three on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> favorite song is one. Least favorite is two. Favorite artist would be three. Uh, RJ, I'm going to go uh, two, five, four. I'm going to say your favorite song is two. Least favorite is five. Favorite artist, if you had to choose one, is four. Two, five, four? Yeah. Don't know what spicy. that means. But. <laughs> spicy. It's funny because there are five very different songs that are very much the same. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if I could put them on a scale, like, there would be a very clear delineation of, you know, this is one on like the low side and five on the high side, like energy wise or however you want to classify it. There's like mm-hmm. five different songs in here. I've listened to this mix so many times and I get lost in it. Yeah. Like I, it, it ends and I'm just like, wait, <laughs> yeah, I just know it's like track four has like the cool hardcore breakdown at the end. <laughs> like yeah. Track two is a little bit more upbeat. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but all right, so let's start off with here. Uh, Bubble Grunge is an obscure genre tag used primarily to describe indie rock bands that blend fuzzy, energetic instrumentation with sweet vocals and lyrics. Uh, the term is pri- primarily known due to the annual year-end feature presented to Spotify users, uh, Spotify Wrapped, which included the term in lists of many users most listened to genres in early December 2021, much to their confusion. Um, so on this mm. uh, uh, this page explaining bubble grunge, uh, you can see people are uh, reposting like on Twitter and stuff being like, what the hell is bubble grunge? Never heard of this before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess it's technically an older term uh, that Spotify is like updating to like explain these bands, which I'm here mm. for. Yeah. I like that. They've done that a couple of times. I forgot the other like playlist that they've made, but it was titled a very specific thing, mm-hmm. like like uh, humble core or something. That wasn't one, but <laughs> when I listened to it, I was like, "That makes sense for this style of music. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, cool." Yeah. Uh, but all right, so track number one here, we've got uh, "For You" by Snarls um, off "What About Flowers." I will say that diving into these bands. Uh, I have not heard band names that I love as much as some of these bands. I know. <laughs> it's impressive. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all like all the categories I could figure like figure out what bands I'll like based on their names. Mm-hmm. Like I am attracted to something about the way that they they do it. It's the way like emo bands name their bands, oh, you know, yeah. like you see like a long band name or something and you're like, "Yeah, that's the type of music I'm listening, looking for, or like an obscure reference in a band name. You're like, yeah, that's that type of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Bear vs Shark. Bear vs Shark. Yeah. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. You know what minus the bear means? Oh, I think you talked about this. Yeah, it's blowjobs. Yeah, because they had the show BJ and the Bear. Bear, that's right. I don't know. I, when I found that, I was like, what? Are you serious? Like the name sounded so like profound in a very like a uh, douchey intellectual way 
Mm-hmm. You know, like minus the bear. I'm like, oh, it's just blowjobs. <laughs> just dick sucking. <laughs> Everything's just dick sucking, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but what about flowers is an EP from 2021. Uh, this is the second track off there. Four minutes and 21 seconds. Uh, Snarls is an American indie rock band from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, singer Chloe White um, was born in Indiana, but moved to Columbus area uh, when they were, or when she was, oh, when they were seven. Okay. Uh, the rest of the band originated in the Columbus metropolitan area. Uh, the band formed through childhood friendships and attending the Arts of College Preparation Academy. Uh, Martinez met bassist Riley Hall the first day of high school. Uh, The band released a new song in January 2020 called Marbles. Alongside the uh, announce, they alongside they announced uh, their debut album, Burst. Uh, In 2021, Snarls released a new EP titled What About Flowers, which was produced by ex-Death Cat for Cutie member Chris Walla. Um, Dishwalla? (laughs) I just love that band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I first heard Snarls, uh, they were one of the first bands that I had heard, um, from taking this, uh, deeper dive. Um, I think I got to them actually from an artist that didn't make it, which I'll talk about at the end. Um, but yeah, I really, really love them. Um, I really like this as an opening song, um, just because it, it kind of sets up every other song for the rest of the mix (laughs) yeah there's a little bit of everything yeah exactly yeah Um, but i was like pretty happy when i first read uh when i was first doing research that death cat for cutie member was in it because i a a lot of these bands i hear death cap all over them and it has to do with their bass uh, there's something that all of these bassists are like attracted to from death cat for cutie and I don't know what the basis from Death Cat's name is, but he has such a specific style, mm-hmm. uh, which all of these people that I heard like really, really pattern heavy off of, which I yeah. don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I will possess your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the one that has like a four minute intro on the yeah. original song. Yeah. It's a very specific bass style. I remember when we were playing music with Kyle. And he was like, just like do something like that song, like the the Death Cab song. I, was like, <laughs> I can't just like do it. It sounds so simple, but like I don't, I don't know. I need more. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not that easy. Yeah, you want me yeah. to just play that song? You could sing it. There's a reason why Death Cab hasn't made a successful album in like 15 years. Yeah, and it's because it's incredibly hard what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like transcendentalism. No album they've had has come close to that. But no. there's been some good songs. Yeah. And I will say, like, them live playing those all the new songs, it's great. Mm-hmm. But listening to those albums, Transatlanticism, is where it stops. Yeah. Yeah. A long time ago, Ben Gibbard was on a, a P. Holmes's podcast. Oh. Yeah, it was a long time Interesting. ago. Interesting. I think it was, like, right around when him and uh, Zoe Deschanel, like, broke up or something oh that'd be interesting now right. she's with a property brother <laughs> <laughs> Gay. um all right rj what's your thoughts on for you by snarls i don't know what it is about this song but i absolutely loved it oh, um nice. 
<laughs> it, just the sound of it, it just it had that drive to it. That's the best way I could just describe it. Just it just kind of amped me up. I listened to the other songs by them. I heard their EP, and I was like, okay. Then I heard the album before that, and I was like, okay. And I was like, I, I really, I like this. I like this. It is not Nirvana. Oh, nice. Um, th- that's how I mean, you're going to hear that as a following thing for the next <laughs> four songs. Okay. But I was like, this is not Nirvana. Cool. Um, they could have covered "Smells Like Teen Spirit," and I would have probably been fine with it. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just really, really like this one. I just like the sound of it. I like the flow of it. I like her, her sound of her voice. I like just. I just liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's you said what I think every time I hear one of these bands, which is like they don't have a specific sound that I can mm-hmm. point to, but I can be like, this sounds like Dead Cab. This sounds like Sunny Day Real Estate. This sounds mm-hmm. like the Cranberries. This sounds like a Midwest emo band. Like, <laughs> yeah, parts of it. It's like all separate parts, but like all together, it does not equal, you know, like this one to me sounded like the Cranberries, mm-hmm. but. It does not equal the cranberries, you know. No, <laughs> like there's many other parts to it. Yeah, uh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, yeah, like it, it. It reminded me a lot of the cranberries, um, and I think lyrically too. That's what brought me to that. Uh, it, not, I forgot what song it is that has like similar lyrics, but it's another '90s song that's like cranberries esque. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very like '90s vibes, but then like updated melody and the instrumentation could have been Touche Amore just playing a lo-fi song. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it okay. was so much okay. like that. Like the guitar was, it was a toned down Touche Amore. Like the dude in Touche is like, you know, he's not overly technical, but he's very specific the way that he plays, kind of like the Death Cab bassist. And whoever's playing guitar like grasped onto that, but did like make it their own. And it doesn't sound like uh, like cookie cutter guitar. Like that's not a bad thing. A lot of these artists, like a lot of these songs, they do have like cookie cutter bass guitar drums, but it works because like the simplicity is what makes it good. Mm-hmm. It makes it like lo-fi and grunge sounding. Um, but the guitar really stood out to me, and along with like the driving bass, which was that like simplified, like just thumping, like normal sounding like death cab bass yeah um and it just it all mixed really well together i was like damn this is good like they're actually taking a style and making something out of it rather than following what everybody else is doing out of a style mm-hmm. which is a theme for all of these artists i really appreciated yeah i think devin and i said the same exact thing right there i was just <laughs> like yeah good devin's like yeah it just sounds like yeah, I could have noticed <laughs> that's all that's all we do. I just listen to you first and then I repeat it. <laughs> can, you, can you just say yeah. what I say? Alpha. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Fin- next one I'll uh, yeah. yeah. Just translate I'll for me. I'll tra- yeah, I'll be your translator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on from snarls to threatening each other, uh capitalism, recapitalism, uh by the Illuminati Hotties. That's a fantastic <laughs> band. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, off the album, uh, Let Me Do One More from 2021, track number four, four minutes and 43 seconds. Uh, Illuminati Hotties are an American indie rock band from Los Angeles created by the fronted, created and fronted by producer, mixer, and audio engineer, Sarah Tudson. Uh, Sarah Tudson began her career in music as a recording engineer. Uh, the Illuminati Hotties project started as an extension of her work. 
as a way to demonstrate her varied production capabilities. In 2018, Tudson and her band released their debut full-length album, Kiss Your Frenemies, or on Tiny Engines. Oh. Uh, who Fuck, I forgot who owns Tiny Engines. Hmm. No, that's not the... Uh, Phoebe Bridgers owns a label. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's Tiny Engines, though. Sorry. Uh, in October 2019, Tudson released a song for download called People Pleaser uh, with all proceeds from the track going to the suicide prevention group, The Trevor Project. After it had leaked in 2020, Illuminati Hotties announced a mixtape. Uh, and then uh, on December 4, 2020, Illuminati Hotties contributed the song Xmas Wishlist, what we all asked for, to the Christmas compilation Simply having a wonderful compilation. RJ, you're going to have to find that. I'm interested about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this is their third studio album. Uh, That I totally understand now listening to the song that she's has a music engineering background. Uh, Yeah. Because this song, it sounds different than the other songs, but I could not tell you why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I, I think like, RJ could explain why <laughs> in great detail. I like putting this as the second song because it has a like a slightly more, I would say, a more upbeat melody than the rest of the songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I really like this song. Uh, RJ, how'd you feel towards it? Uh, so I kept on like I, I was heard this and I was like, who does this sound like? And I couldn't mm. put my finger on who it sounded like. I kept on just going towards like the Phoebe Bridgers and like Lucy Dawkins kind of it's in there. It's it's in there. And I don't know. I was just like, I like this. I want to hear more of it. So yeah. then I listened to the first song on their album. I forgot what it was called. But it sounded nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is this is this is a little different. And I think I listened to like four songs and I was like, they are different. They're not this. Yeah. But I like this. And I was like, I want more of this, but I do appreciate they do have that different sound. Uh, I wish I took down the first title of the track, whatever the first song on their album. But I was just, I was blown away and I loved it. But I like this song. I like this song too. Um, it is different. Uh, I'll let Devin describe what I'm telling you now, but it's different. <laughs> it don't sound a shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like noises were made. Um, but yeah, I like this one too. Yeah, so what RJ's saying is um, that what, like, the other songs uh, don't compare. This is a different style. There's a lot of attention paid to this song in particular. It's a... Yeah, he's good. It's a, uh, it's good. a lo-fi song. This guy's with, good. This guy's good. It's really just a lo-fi song with pop sensibilities, and I would like to compare it to um, you know a pair of like distressed denim jeans. Did you, where, use, did you use the word indubitably? Not yet, okay. but it's do coming that. up. Okay, please okay. do not interrupt. Did you Sorry. just say um, nipple, please? Yeah. <laughs> nipple, please. Nipple, please. I am erect. You can use one or two. Um, but I would like to compare it to a pair of like distressed-looking denim jeans where you, know, you can buy them from the factory pre-torn and whatnot, and you can tell that somebody put in the work to just tear it and you know, make it like shitty-looking. Whereas a pair of worn vintage jeans or a vintage T-shirt has that look that it has like lived a life. So this song, being a lo-fi song, there was a lot of work on the engineering side put into it to make it sound like an authentic lo-fi song. 
with pop sensibilities in a catchier melody than a normal lo-fi song would have. And I think that's what RJ was saying. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you like that aspect of what you just explained, Devin. <laughs> I don't know. It's RJ's opinion. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I I love this band, though. Um, I Their name caught my attention a while ago, and it came up like suggested artists when I was listening to a lot of girl pop. And uh, I was like, hell yeah, I love the Illuminati shit. And I love hotties. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's right up my alley. Yeah, um, yeah I love their album. Uh, and I don't. This wasn't my favorite song on the album, but mm-hmm. on this mix, I like it. Like, yeah. And I didn't dislike it on the album um, or in any part of the disc- discography. I don't even know what I listened to. I know I just listened to their stuff. So it could have been singles or EPs or whatnot. But uh, I, yeah, I like I like these gals a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Prism by Bully uh, from the album Sugar Egg, I guess we'll go with. Sugar, Sugar Egg, Egg. Uh, from 2020, uh, track number four, five minutes and two seconds. Oh, that was the one thing. I, th- in, in the song before this, they're talking about like going to like a, like a 7-Eleven or something and like, uh, like yeah. s- getting spits. I, or they're talking about like spitting in drinks. I thought they were saying another word because I was like, they're not talking about spits. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, was like, I love dill spits. Yeah, but I thought about that. I, I didn't look up the lyrics, and it, there was another word that made a lot more sense, Mm-mm. but I couldn't. Rem- I can't remember what it is, yeah. but I don't know what that one was about. Yeah. But second, like, lo-fi girl song that we've heard about going to 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot the other person's name, but uh, that was the, a good-ass song. The Lizzie McAlpin she has that newer song. Yeah, oh, it was her. Yeah. God, I love her. She was just here. What? Yeah, like two weeks ago. And I didn't oh. know until after the fact. And I was like, oh, I would have cried. I would have gone there and cried yeah. with all the ladies. Just <laughs> have a dashboard unplugged concert where everybody's <laughs> singing, crying on the ground. Oh. Which I have been holding. I have been. Okay, it's been very impressive to me. So Dashboard came out with a new album like a month ago. Mm. And it is surprisingly good. What? And it's because I think there's only two songs with drums. Oh. And I think there's one of those songs has electric guitar. So it is, it's like maybe 10 or 11 songs, and it is almost all acoustic. I would say 90% of it is acoustic and just Chris doing his old thing. And I was just like, God, thank you, Lord, that you made an album like this again. Thank God. (laughs) If you really think, I wish I was his manager right now because it is the perfect time for him to come back and do the stuff that we love. Yeah. Now that all of these popular, mostly female artists, are doing the same thing that (laughs) he was doing. They're all influenced by him. (laughs) Yes. Like, come back and do Swiss Army Romance. Yeah, whether they know it or not, they are influenced by him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, there's like at least four songs on this that I love as much as Swiss Army Romance. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's a lot. I might listen I to that tonight and cry. You should. You should. Yeah. I'm going to take some mushrooms and listen to Swiss Army Romance and just <laughs> fucking cry. Let's just play Elden Ring and just listen to Dashboard. Oh, my God. Mushrooms and Elden Ring. And Ooh. drink wine. We're going to have a good <laughs> yes. night. Yes. It's Friday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but okay, yeah. Prism by Bully. Uh, Bully is a solo project of guitarist and singer Alicia Bagnano. 
Uh, the American rock band formed in 2013 in Nashville. That's my favorite thing about like looking up all these artists. They're all from all over the place. It's not Nashville like- is such an interesting musical town also because yeah. you assume country. Right, yeah. But some of these best musicians come out of Nashville. Julian Baker's out of Nashville, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's a huge indie scene out there as well. Yeah. Huh. Um, they signed to Columbia Records, uh, Star Time International, and released their first album, Feels Like, in 2015, then moved to Sub Pop uh, oh. to release uh, Losing in 2017. Uh, their third album, which is the songs from it, was initially began as a three-piece band, uh, is now a solo project with accompanying members. So this album is a solo? Uh, or It's become a, a pure solo project. I think she initially was like, oh, I'm going to have a band. These are the members. And then now it's, oh, this is my band, and I have different members. Okay, okay. and she has, like, session musicians come and play her music? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I I didn't know if it was like, I recorded all of the instruments in my bedroom, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. some people record their whole, like, their own album. Yeah. That usually doesn't go well. Right. (laughs) I'd be surprised if that was the case. Um, let's see. She went to the Tennessee State University uh, and studied audio recording. Huh, another one. That's cool. Mm. Uh, and then before getting an internship with Steve Albini. What? what? I know. The Bean? <laughs> the Bean himself? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh. It makes sense because of how the fuck these songs sound like. They sound yeah. so well produced. <laughs> and how she's on Columbia Records already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after self-releasing a limited cassette, the band's first single proper, Milkman, was released uh, in 2014. <laughs> Milkman, come out to play. Uh, feels like received generally positive reviews from critics. Uh, Laura Snapes from Pitchfork wrote, uh, the course Cobain head scream of bully singer, songwriter, and guitarist Alicia Bugnano is its own resuscitating resuscitating jolt of protest all right she spends most she spends much of feels like tearing down the house with her howl okay laura snaps yeah Yeah. Uh, bully announced her third album which was released on sub pop in 2020 uh bagnano paid homage to chumbawamba's 1997 song tub thumper uh, when writing the single Where to Start, which was met with positive reception on the album's second single, Every Tradition Bagnano addresses society's expectation of women while also targeting specific unnamed individuals. Oh, yeah. She's got a list. Yeah. It'd be funny. She's like, Yeah, I paid homage to the song. And she plays it. It's like, I get knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just a like girl lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I get knocked down, then have my period. <laughs> You're never going to keep me down. <laughs> Mount of tampons, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> Bleeding the night away. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking love Bully. I love this song. Everything that I've heard from her, I really fucking like. Uh, she is probably as like a whole representation, which makes sense from that um, music critic. She's the one that when I've listened to all of, or a lot of their stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the most grunge era influenced stuff that I found. Mm. Um, really like this song. 
Um, RJ, how'd you feel towards Prism? I, I like. I appreciate it. it was a little slower, but it did have that like energy too uh, on it. Like especially when she just gets into it towards the end of the song or middle of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's just it wasn't slow. Like I feel like it was just a <laughs> night. Like it, you know, I, yeah. it's funny your perception of that. Go on, but I, yeah, <laughs> Devin will describe it too. No, it, no, it's interesting. <laughs> but uh, it's I, I do enjoy the energy that was still in it. And I like this one too. It, you know, it was weird because like the last three songs, they were different, mm-hmm. but they all fit. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to touch bases later on, but I was going to say, as soon as this ended, the the playlist or the radio picked up after this, and I didn't even know where it ended half the time. I was just like, oh, we're done with the mixtape. But I was just like, oh, that's cool because I kept on just listening to it, and they all blended all nicely together. This whole. Mm-hmm genre subgenres of this similar type of music and i i liked it like so this far like the number three i was just like oh it's another song i do enjoy and i like there is a lazy energy of these songs that is right up rj's alley it seems like mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's not too energetic but it's energetic enough to keep your attention <laughs> like, yeah. yeah do you want to go do this it's like nah it's me either that's cool it's <laughs> melancholy cool. yeah yeah Let's just DoorDash it. <laughs> yeah. Can I DoorDash this song? I don't want to go listen to it. Uh, uh, Devin, was this it, one of the bands that you had heard of before? This I I fucking love this album. Oh, nice. I, I don't know when it came out, but it showed up on my radar, I want to say, like three or four months ago. And I listened to it so much. And oh, sick. It, I don't even know where it came from. It wasn't like an artist that I seeked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so happy. I didn't know anything about her or the band. Like I didn't know. I, I didn't feel the need to look up anything. I was just like listening to it and enjoying the fuck out of it. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the, and I say this a lot, but it's one of the artists that like I feel their music. Where when I'm listening to it, some chord hits and or some lyrics hit, and I just like feel that. Like it's almost like chills a little bit, but like I don't know it. It's it's more than just uh, like a good, well written song. Like there's some emotion behind it that is properly conveyed. Um, I thought it was interesting that RJ said this was slower because I felt like this one picked up a lot from the previous song. Yeah, I thought the the previous song. So when I was listening to it, and you mentioned Death Cab last week, Mike, mm-hmm. I was thinking song two. I was like, that's it's a pretty Death Cab sounding song. To me, I was like, so far, this is the most Death Cab sounding song until I got to another one that sounded more Death Cab to me. Yeah. But that being said, like, this one I felt like had so much more energy. And I think she has the best voice out of all of these artists. Ooh, I disagree. Almost. The, the best artist. voice. She the has, best. She has more range. <laughs> she, she has the best, but yes, no. she has more range. more range. Yeah. That's what, it, yes. Okay the best traditional voice. Mm-hmm. Um, like the emotion behind it is not as much as the one that I know you, that you're talking about that I agree with, <laughs> but she does it in a very poppy way that is palatable where it's not, uh, it's not derivative of all this other pop bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like she writes a good pop song with a melody, you know, like, you know, like Ed Sheeran writes catchy ass melodies. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna like feel that song. You know, it's just catchy. Gonna, it's just you're gonna earworm. feel him though. 
I will feel him. Two redheads just going after it. That's not gay, though. <laughs> Two redheads together is uh, not gay. It cancels each other out. Yeah, we, yeah. Call that, we call that a strawberry McFlurry. <laughs> yeah, that's my, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a big spoon of straw. Yeah. That's, that's the McFlurry part. Yeah, you've got to have that spoon straw to the slurp Devin it shows all up, They call that a strawberry shortcake. It's the biggest strawberry you've ever seen. You're Asian. You're Asian. <laughs> You're so Asian. <laughs> hey, this is my month coming up next month, so. Is it? Yeah. Women's History Month? <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. Who's the coolest redhead? It's your No. <laughs> Who's the Devin? coolest? Who is the coolest redhead? Carrot <laughs> Carrot Top's pretty fucking cool. He's got a box of jokes. <laughs> um, I mean, Andrew Santino's pretty cool. Who's the boxer? Sal? No, no, no Canelo. No. <laughs> Our friend Sal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Canelo might be the coolest yeah. redhead. Yeah. 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 He might yeah, be the but, toughest. But he's just the coolest Mexican, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. It's like Louis C.K. Is he more Mexican than redhead? He's yeah. He's fucking Polish <laughs> Jew too. Like I don't know what the hell he is. <laughs> So he's so confused every time he talks. Like, oh, what? Uh, what's the deal? I don't even know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Canel is the coolest redhead. <laughs> Maybe that guy from Modern Family, but he was actually gay. So <laughs> it's not cool. I don't know. It would be great if after Canelo's career, he comes out as gay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, him and Manny Pacquiao are in a domestic <laughs> partnership. Hey, it's you guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> yes. going to share a house. And, you know, maybe suck dicks. <laughs> yeah, you guys should be Canelo and Manny Pacquiao for Halloween as gay lovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great if we just fight all the time and just. Suck yeah. each other out. Just start sucking. <laughs> like it's just a bit. It's just, just for Halloween. We just fight and fuck. It's <laughs> just for Halloween. It's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love bully. Um Yeah, this album is so goddamn good. Yeah. Uh it, this reminds me a little bit more of the Diet Sig stuff, like closer to the the punk element. Mm-hmm. Um but not like full on in like there was a band um, press club on the Australian mix. Mm-hmm. I listen to press club so much. I love those albums. Like she's got such crazy fucking good voice and that's more in the punk realm, but this is like closer to that without all of the energy. Like this is really good, a good toned down version of that. And uh, it's it, like RJ was saying, it's so different from the first three and the other two, but also so much the same. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. So far, I'm just happy. Like listening to this when I get when I got to song three, I'm just happy that these people are finding a, a new way to blend music. I guess. Yeah, it's a sneaky you know? way too. Yeah. Very sneaky. Yeah. Pretty like pretty sneaky. There are some guys that are doing it too, and I I, I looked like up that. Okay. I'm going to be honest. All right. All right. I just hear the same shit. For some reason, when it's girls doing it, I don't hear the same shit. <laughs> I 
understand and I agree completely. Yeah. But I do like some of the stuff. Like I looked up uh, Tiny Engines, the record label, and saw some other bands on there that reminded me of of this, but the dude version. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, those are other bands that are that's hard to classify for me. I can't just call them punk. Or I can't just call them indie. Yeah. You know, because indie's such a fucking broad term. Well, that's the thing that impressed me the most about diving into these bands. It's like I don't like modern indie. Yeah. Like, you guys have had way more indie bands on your mixes than I have. Because yeah. I don't like modern indie indie. And then I came upon this and I was like, I guess I like modern indie. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing and this is indie music, so I guess I like this. Yeah. But it's like modern indie, it's like the male dominated modern indie, like just fucking because like the Lumineers are like considered modern indie. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? It's when doing? indie like went on the radio. Yeah. Like it became like Nickelback. Like the Lumineers <laughs> are the Nickelbacks of indie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it it gets a bad name, so like it's hard to find good indie bands because you steer away from them when you see that tag on it. It's like, oh, it's indie? Like, yeah. Nah, I don't want to listen to that. It's going to be a bunch of haze and hoes in that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want no Mumford and Sons banjo shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to track number four, we've got Effort by Chastity Belt. Another great name. I can't believe that wasn't a name of a band before. Or at least maybe yeah. it was, but it wasn't like a popular band. But I thought it was the band Purity Ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just... Uh, <laughs> Looking at it, I was like, oh, Beardy Ring. <laughs> no, it's something kind of different. Yeah. But then I thought about what a chastity belt is, and then yeah. I was like, there should be a dude band named Dick Cage. <laughs> That'd be tight. Birdcage. Birdcage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just songs about the movie Birdcage with Nathan Lane. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, all right, this song comes from their self-titled from 2019, track number three, five minutes and seven seconds. Chastity Belt, uh, American rock band, formed in Walla Walla, Washington. In Walla Walla, I have a friend that lives there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't uh, know it was a real place until I met her, and I was like, you're joking, right? Walla Walla, Washington? Like, you, that's not real. You mean Ting Tang, Walla Walla, Bing Bang. Don't yeah. <laughs> ooh, ew. Ooh, uh-uh. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> You're from a fictional fairyland. <laughs> uh, consisting of Julia Shapiro, uh, Lydia Lunn, Annie Truscott, and Gretchen Grimm. Oh, that's a cool name. Gretchen Grimm. It's oh, tight. Sounds like a superhero. Yeah. Uh, the band plays a style of alternative rock, rock and roll, noise pop, and pop rock. <laughs> uh, the group have uh, released four studio albums. Um, let's see. Chastity Bell was born Walla Walla, uh, while one of them was doing, uh, oh, while they were members of Whitman College up there. Um, that's where my friend went. Oh, that's funny. That must be the only thing up there. Wait, when were they there? I mean, they formed in 2010. <laughs> I gotta text my friend. No. See if she knows these fools. Oh, this is sick. Julia Shapiro was, uh, in a band called Childbirth. Hell yeah. That's a sick ass name. Childbirth? Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Uh, following the EPs, uh, Fuck, Chastity Belt, and Dude uh, in 2012, uh, the group released a DB Studio album, No Regrets, in 2013. Um, yeah, after a brief hiatus in 2018, the group announced uh, their fourth LP would be self titled and would be released. Uh, the single Anne's Jam was released along with the announcement. 
Writing for the Fader, Alex Roberts Ross called it the indie four pieces luscious and most mournful sounding album yet. Upon its release, uh, Pitchfork's Abby Jones said their dreamiest and most tranquil. Um, so yeah, I really, really like this song and I think it's a great song. And then it gets to the end and I fucking love it. Mm. They, they do that bass breakdown that sounds like a hardcore band, a hardcore band. Every time it goes to there, I'm just like, fuck yes. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things I've ever, I've heard out of all of this music is just a simple, we're just going to like completely go into a slow melody that makes no sense. That has like this driving bass line. And I fucking love it. Um, it makes sense that they're from Washington and why they would do that. Because, like, again, like, I hear Sunny Day Real Estate in these bands. Um, yeah. So, and Death Cab, obviously, both Washington bands. Yeah. Um, RJ, how'd you feel towards this? So, I don't know about this one. Um, <laughs> so, this is weird. I've heard it enough times. I've listened to this so many times, this mix. Oh, uh, that's good. And I'm going to say this is my least favorite. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. I picked this as your favorite too. But I heard it and I was just like, "Oh, this is okay." And I always get of an okay title. If you gave it to me like on a platter, like a sh- what is it, a shakuji board, I, I would yeah, eat. Give me I would a eat. Board. I would eat all yeah. the, the the hips don't Whatever. lie. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I eat all the hips that don't lie, and uh, <laughs> and I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. I'd be like, "I'm full." I would go for seconds. Yeah. And but it's like, you know, I like that one better than that one. Uh it, I don't know why. It, it just it didn't do something for me. Hmm. Maybe I was like maybe not enough distorted guitar. I, I don't know. But this one does have like violin in it. But I like violin. Mm, yeah. Have you heard Time of Your Life? That's Straylight Run. It's <laughs> all Straylight Run. I mean, it's just, you know, I like my violin. Yeah. Brad Paisley, he brings a fiddle in occasionally. Oh, he fiddles around. <laughs> but uh, boy, That boy known to fiddle. But I, I, Devin can sum this up for me because, you know, he's a, he's a great, you know, translator. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> a, a good example. Ex- <laughs> that's, that's my Elden Ring. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> that's true. My Elden Ring name is Cumbledore. I forgot about that. Cumbledore, the great translator. Um, come in my mouth and I'll translate everything yeah. for you. <laughs> so in, in honor of that, my Skyrim name is the Cream Dream. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So he's like, oh, welcome, Cream Dream. And I was welcome, like, yes. Cream Dream. <laughs> but anyway. Um, the song wasn't bad, but I enjoyed it still. But it's yeah. just my least favorite, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this one was the most down tempo song. It was the most uh, like basic of them, meaning like the vocals were vocals were more reminiscent of like shoegaze. There was the melody mm-hmm. didn't stray too far from like that root note. It yeah. was just like and the uh, the drums were very very basic. And it's a it's a very particular like style. Like this song stood out the most to me. Yeah. Until the end, like Mike's <laughs> talking about. But the problem with it is for me is that it blends in with it doesn't blend in like musically with the next song, but I associate that with the next song because mm. I like that next song and this first part is very uh background noise. Yeah. 
It, there's nothing jumping out at you to catch your attention. Mm-hmm. You have to be in a very specific mood. I love this song. Yeah. But you have to be in a very specific mood for this type of music. You know, it, it it's really going for that actual lo-fi sound, like the early roots of like Death Cab era stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was the most Death Cab sounding song to me. Yeah. Because you can hear like the differentiation between guitar and bass and drums. Like nothing really blended together too much. Um, and the violin added in there was not out of place, but uh But it is. That's that's what's if weird it wasn't, about the song. <laughs> if it wasn't there, it wouldn't be missed. Yeah. But it does fine in the song. Yeah. You, you do know? notice it and I don't you notice hate it. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like if there's a saxophone in there and they were playing the right notes, you'd be like, it's weird that there's a saxophone in this song, but it, they're playing the right notes, so I guess it's okay, yeah, you know? Right. So um, uh, it, it was, I love the song. It's a great song, but uh, I did kind of feel the same way. This one, up until the end, is the my least least favorite on here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it's funny because I couldn't put it anywhere else. No, no, it, it's perfect at four, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, any song, it would blend into the next one because I, whatever song it would be, I would like that one more. Mm-hmm. So that ending would blend into the next one. Maybe at number one, if you put it there, it, it would just be a weird introduction to the mix. Yeah, I just love you the know? Snarl song. Makes me puts me in a good mood. No, no, that one has to go there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree. But yeah, it, it's perfect at number four. It really is. Like, and I'm glad that it's on here because it is a good song. And it's like it gives it. This one gives the mix enough variety mm-hmm. uh, for you to really like see what this whole subgenre that is very new has to offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, and let's finish off here with my my lady, my lady here, Miguel. <laughs> uh, the song "Bad Dream" by Indigo D'Souza from Any Shape You Take from twenty twenty one. This is track six. She's actually my lady, by the way. <laughs> Four minutes and fifty one seconds. Uh, Indigo D'Souza is an American singer songwriter from Asheville, North Carolina. Her most recent album, Any Shape You Take, was released August of 2021. She has been noted for creating intimate, anxious indie rock songs that wrangle with disappointment and relationship challenges with personal and confessional lyrics. Damn, Asheville is interesting. Yeah. That's a very specific uh, area and sound. So yeah, I think the makes Yvette, a lot more sense. The Avet Brothers? Are they from Asheville? They're from, I don't know if they're from Asheville, but they are from the Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, where's Tyler Childers from? I think he's from Carolina. Well, this is the most interesting thing about her. Okay. So she's from North Carolina, uh, where she and her mother faced uh, difficulty fitting in. D'Souza's father is a Brazilian guitarist who was absent during much of her childhood. Her family moved Typical to Asheville Brazilian. during her teen years. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, like when I first was getting into her, it's like I saw her and I saw North Carolina. I was like, these things don't make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, understanding that her dad at least was a Brazilian guitar player. It's like, oh, this yeah. is why you're talented. Okay. Yeah. This makes sense. <laughs> well, Asheville is the Nashville of the East. Like musically, there are I, I can't remember all of them, but 
the like the country sounds that come out of there are not traditional country sounds. Yeah, they're more folk. Yeah, yeah. it's more like a what do you call that? Not Catskills, but a, a Appalachian sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, any music that I've heard from the Carolinas has been unique in that way. So yeah. that it is interesting that she's from there. Right. Huh. Uh, she started making music at age nine. Uh, and began self-producing her own recordings in 2016. Her first release was an EP titled Boys that was recorded in her friend's garage. Uh, D'Souza co-produced her second album, Any Shape You Take, with Brad Cook, who uh, has also produced Bon Iver. Uh, the album was released in 2021 and was noted for D'Souza's emotional singing and her mastery of several different musical styles. Hell yeah. Uh, D'Souza began to tour with a full band featuring Dexter Webb, Zach Carden, and Avery Sullivan. Uh, she also formed a neo-soul side project called Icky Brickets okay. with Ethan Bastold. Hmm. Uh, any Shape You Take's hooky, jagged indie rock songs have been described collectively as a masterwork of the genre and for being steeped in alternative 90s goodness. It has been compared to works by bands such as The Breeders and Dinosaur Jr. Meanwhile, the album's grunge-influenced rock tracks, rock tracks have been regarded as a masterful slice of grunge pop. She's just so fucking good. Our dad, yes. I'll get, we'll get to you in a second. But when I heard her, <laughs> or just shut up real quick, okay? <laughs> when I heard her, she's the first one uh, being like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Because I heard her, and I was just like, because I, I heard a song from her, and I was just like, oh, this is like a good song. Put on this album, and I just like went on repeat on it. I was just like, how is yeah. she doing this? How is she doing so many good genres of music in one album? Because yeah. this song doesn't really sound like many of the other songs on no. the album but it fits on the album yeah i don't know how she's doing it but she's like a weird mixture of like pop and like lo-fi she like and she does this but she also does like some some like really upbeat poppy stuff and it's like it's not all over the place it's all in her sound yeah but it is like she's just amazing She's incredibly talented. Uh, yeah. Which it's sound it, again. I said this at the end of last episode. It's like I shouldn't be sent, being surprised that I'm finding talented women in this genre of music. But it's like it's hard to find talented women in the genre of music. It really is. Like you know, finding yes. someone who's this multi talented that isn't like uh, Devin. Who's the uh, you had that one lady on a mix that was a, she's a guitar player. Um, she's incredibly talented. I think she has Sharon dreads. Van Etten? No. Oh, uh, Tosh Sultana. Yes, exactly. It's like yeah. finding someone like her is like really hard to do, especially in like modern indie music. Yes. Like she's in her own other groove of music and like yeah. that she's had to develop because of her style of guitar playing, it seems yeah. like. Whereas like finding really, really, really talented musicians in this genre of music is like hard to do. Yeah. Um, I- I don't think there's anything negative in what you're saying about that because, like, you and I and RJ love punk and hardcore music. Yeah. Like, that is the most accessible music, form of music to learn how to play, not to listen to, but, like, you don't have to be a musical genius to get into that style of music. No. And the fact of that really, like, when these bands evolve, 
it it brings a like brings upon a different sound than anything you've heard before. Like Modern Life is War is not a technically good band. They're not going to be playing like Pink Floyd solos. Yeah, you know, like they play their style of music. We mm-hmm. all grew up in this uh, like punk and hardcore scene playing this type of music or emo scene, and it's not difficult music to play. Mm-hmm. But once you play it so often, you start like kind of drifting off on your own. You kind of branch off and find a new sound. And uh, the four artists before they've they've made their own sound, but this person has really branched off and expanded that that tree of sound so much more because she's using so many more influences. It's like she's just doing what you're supposed to do when you find a style of music that you are passionate about. And it is a simple style of music, but she is mastering it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way I see it. Like, it's like, I can't think of an example with like hardcore bands, but like, uh, uh, I would say for me, it's lifelong tragedy, like lifelong tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example. Like, and even like Touche Amore, they took it to another level mm-hmm. and they were kind of, you know disregarded by the whole hardcore scene for it because they got more artistic and melodic but they really just took the simplicities that they were doing and refined them Mm -hmm. and i'm fine with that i love it when people do that well so this girl's doing that well i i this is a whole new style of music so i'm really new to um the sounds and everything but it sounds like uh, like this is going to be the, like the new standard for this style of music. I feel like, yeah, she's definitely you know? set the standard now. Yeah, if, if it was confusing yeah. before her, before this album, because even her album before this isn't like it's not. She she wasn't quite there. It's good, yeah. and I like it, but she wasn't quite to this album. But after this album, it's like all of these bands. At least now, I could be like. Oh, I like Bubble Grunge. Here's Indigo D'Souza. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it would be a good introduction for anybody, like, especially people that come from uh, backgrounds that they appreciate, like, music, music, like, they're musicians and appreciate mm-hmm. music. It's hard to, like, throw these bands at them and be like, do you like this? And like, no, well, the guitar is like, pretty basic it's like yeah that's not what i'm trying to show you like it's a good emotional song it makes you feel something yeah well this one musically you can show them and they should appreciate it for the production value and like the engineering behind it like there's just a lot to it like the influences that they're drawn from you know it's the same thing with uh deaf heaven Mm -hmm. like i have a friend that uh does not listen to metal at all he plays like jazz in like 60s uh Guitar heavy stuff. He's really in guitar into me. guitar. You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but <laughs> but I've been trying to get this guy to listen to Deaf Heaven for so long. And like he it also enjoys like classical music. Yeah. Like, listen to Deaf Heaven. There's something in there that you can pick out that you will appreciate, if not fully love, you know. Like this is that thing like you can show this to a lot of different people and be like you should appreciate this you should listen to the song just appreciate it like olivia rodrigo was kind of doing the same thing yeah which caught me by surprise harry styles is doing the same thing which caught me by surprise well it's it's funny like looking up this genre on spotify on the playlist like snail mill hop along and then lucy dacus show up a ton yeah and none of them are this 
No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're all like they're they're it's still you're not sure where to put snail mail, you're not sure where to put hop along. Lucy Doc has her new album, it's like you're not sure like what exactly it's like Julian Baker's new album, it's like where where are you going exactly with this? Yeah. And then now it's like, oh yeah, this is just it. Yeah. Is the thing now. Yeah. That's the thing. Like hop along. So Lucy Dacus, accessible. Snail mail accessible to uh a generation below us. Mm-hmm. Uh hop along is in outer space with yep. what they do. You know, they're not accessible to really anybody unless they appreciate the style of music. This is that perfect mix of all that stuff. That, yeah, there's no reason they're, they're why doing. Yeah, there's no reason why someone who loves Billie Eilish cannot love Indigo D'Souza. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um Filipino man. Filipino <laughs> Manila man. <laughs> how do you feel towards her? You know how we feel. <laughs> how yes. many lumpias do yes. you give this song? <laughs> uh did I get to eat them before or no? <sighs> I don't know, but I want lumpia now. <laughs> So, I think I heard the song the first time, and it started playing, and I was weird. I think the last song kind of was just like, all right, we're doing another one of this. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the song, and it was one of those, I was like, what did I just listen to? <laughs> so, I didn't go back to the whole mix. I just listened to the song over again. Oh, nice. And I was like, there's there's a lot going on in here. So, I listened to it a third time, and I was like, I think I love this song. <laughs> And then I like every time I, it, it, you know, the one song you listen to on the mix and you're like, oh, it's this song again. That yep. was this song. And it, uh, it was so fantastic. Uh, see, I was worried about wow. her like cranberry no. style vocals of that. No, no, this, this, this <laughs> I love the buildups. I love this. It's, you know, I, I hear those influences on there, but there's so much more. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I love this. And I was like, I want to, I didn't go into the artist anymore, but I want to. It just, it, I don't know. I love this. It was a fantastic outro track. I love it. It's at the end. Yeah. I, and it was just like everything I wanted and more. And I was like, I wish the rest of the mix was like this. But yeah. I was like, you know, the, the rest of the artists, they're great. They had their own little like, things that they brought into this type of genre. But I was like, no, I, I, I love this. It, it was fantastic. And just the feels and the emotions and the sounds and, oh, I loved it. Yeah. This was similar to like, um, I think I might have learned my lesson on my Sad Girl mix. Because uh, I forget if it was, I think it might have been Gracie Abrams on that mix. I can't remember, but uh, Devin had pointed out like one of the artists just seemed like levels of head of everyone. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Gracie Abrams had at number four, and it throws off number five because you're like, this person's too talented to not, to like, they overshadow yeah. everything. <laughs> it was that one that was in like three, four timing or five, four timing. Yeah, I can't remember and it was if a, it was Rosie. A beautiful pop darling. song. Been Rosie Darling. It might have been her, yeah. I think I listened to more of her stuff. Yeah. One of those. Yes. Yeah. And I had to like yeah. I had to put Indigo at the end because I'm like, I she can't be anywhere else. Because <laughs> it's like yeah. it becomes more about her and less about like the entire yeah. sound. Imagine you, know? you throwing this on the first song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't even listen to the other songs. There's other songs on the mix. Yeah. 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 yeah, she honestly, RJ. If you listen to this album, this album is so good. You can just make a mix yeah, I like want five to. songs out of yeah. this album of just being like, "Yeah, this is just Indigo to Susan." <laughs> I haven't listened. What year did this album come out? Uh, last year, I listened to the one from 2018. I think it's called "I Love My Mom." Yeah, similar album cover. I started listening to that. I haven't had much time this week, but this is the only artist that I like delved into deeper, mm-hmm. and I want to with the other ones. But this is the first one that I went to. 
And, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Real quick. Back to Chastity Built. Mm-hmm. I just texted my friend, do you know this band Chastity Built? Because she went to Whitman. Yeah. She said, haha, yes. Uh, Whitman's Whitman Music's claim to fame. Oh, um, interesting. And she, uh, so they barely over, I just got this text. They barely overlapped with me when I went there, but I was friends with someone who dated a band member or dated a member of the band. Oh, cool. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Hell yeah. Sorry. That's awesome. Side note. Um, fuck, what were we talking about? Uh, you had only had time to listen to the 2018 yes. album. Yeah, so, yeah, I want to listen to, I want to listen to all these, um, but that the I Love You, or I Love My Mom album was very different. Yeah. But still so good. So if this came out this year, I feel like this evolution is going in the right direction. Oh, yeah. You know, because you hear that sometimes. We're like, an artist just comes out and like their first album's the best one. And then the next one is a little overproduced. I kind of would say that with Julian Baker mm-hmm. in a way where like the sprained ankle EP was like the top of the mountain for me and turn off the lights is good. It's really good. But like, I love sprained ankle and it was just like, where are we going from here? Hopefully back up to that, you know? Yeah. But it seems like this girl's on the right track. Like, I'm excited to see more of this. I hope this music becomes the most popular thing in the world. You yeah. Know? I mean, it has like, all the elements that it should be the next yeah. Big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about this style of music too, is like the people that play this music, at least in the past, I don't know how it is now, but the people that play this style of music don't play it because they want to be Billie Eilish. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to be the next big thing. They want to play this music because they like the music. You know, there's plenty of people out there making Billie Eilish music that we can listen to, and we can listen to it and be like, that's fine. That's a good song, <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, blah. But there's something different, and that's what it comes down to for me is feel when these people write these songs and record these songs, can they convey, convey that feeling to me that they want to be playing this music? And all of these artists, I feel like, conveyed that feeling. Three and five conveyed it the best. Like, this is what they want to put out to the world, and this is what they do, and they've mastered it pretty well. Yeah. You know? But yeah. Um, all right. So a couple of honorable mentions uh, for me. I had a really hard time. Uh, there's a band out there called Great Grandpa. Uh, yes. really fucking good. They have a song called Dark Green Water that's, like, it was on this mix up until, uh, like, a week ago. Um, yeah. There's also the Ophelias, which I mentioned already. Uh, there's this band called Summer Cannibals that is fucking fantastic. Uh, still similar to the rest of these. I think they have more of a, a punk edge to them. I think oh. a lot of these, other than the Ophelias, have a little bit more of a punk edge. They are on Tiny Engines. I just looked it up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Girl House is Ooh. really good. I'd like to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Rat Boys. Um, Rat Boys, yeah, yeah, they're all they're all really good. Those were five five other bands that had a really hard time uh, trying to get one or trying to get them on there. There's one other lady, uh, what was her name? Uh, let me double check here. She's she comes up on the Bubbleground stuff all the time. Uh, not, I don't know exactly what came up on the radio. Oh, Charlie but... Bliss, sorry. Yes, yeah, she's okay. really good. 
I forgot to mention that um, song uh, song three by Bully. Mm-hmm. She has what Charlie Bliss has. So if you've listened to Charlie Bliss, you know that she is like her voice is so particular, so good, yeah, so good. But it's like almost it's like too good for the style of music that they're playing behind it. Oh yeah, but totally. She tones it down. To meet that style of music. She grunges up her voice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what the girl from Bully's doing. Or the girls. Because it seems like there was background singers too. But yeah. it's almost like the band Heim. Like they, it, It's this good collective of vocal sounds that they don't go over the top with. They don't try to do Mariah Carey vocal runs or anything. Yeah, But they probably could do something similar. You know, They have good voices. Uh, that are very unique. Like Francis Quinlan from uh, Hopalong has the same uh, thing yeah. going. You know? But yeah. Uh, I like her solo yeah. stuff so much better. Francis Quinlan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, that just, Went to LA song is... Oh, God. It gives me chills. Oh, it's God. such a good song. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I listened to it after the podcast last week. Oh, nice. I'm like, ugh. I forgot about this song. Uh, were you going to say something, RJ? Uh, I, I forgot who exactly popped up but with the um, the autoplay afterwards, but I, I'm wondering if I've heard any of those artists on there because there were some of them that would just be playing on my headphones. And I was like, I like this, but I just didn't take note of who they were. So I was like, I'll just listen to it again on the radio and just like like you know add that to the playlist. But yeah. I'm wondering if I did hear any of those that you mentioned. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it might have been Mannequin Pussy. You might have yes. shuffled into Mannequin Pussy. Which yeah, is but there, there was like a handful of artists. <laughs> I was like, I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. Did you hear the song Drunk 2 by Mannequin Pussy? Uh, I think so, yeah. RJ, have you heard this? Do you want to hear it? I'm, I'm going to play it. Show I'm going to play at least one pussy. song. This is the stuff of, like, I had songs like this on this mix that I knew mm-hmm. RJ would like more, but I couldn't, It like, it, it has that slight punk edge that's, like, it just tips it over just enough. So, you know. With what with, 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 uh, Devin just played, I, I like that. I like yeah. that, wherever they're going. Like, if I could just be honest, we're, we're all honest here, right? No. Devin's not honest with us. I'm not honest at all. I'm Dr. Gay yeah. Penis, <laughs> by the way. I, I wish... There, Please there's do a, not dead name me. There's a slight <laughs> thing inside of me that wish Haley Williams would do something like exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I would jump on that like no other because I would be like, that. That that's the sound, that's the grunge, that's the, the grittiness that I want yeah. versus the, the direction that she went with Paramore. But yeah. I was like, if Paramore stayed with their first album and went that direction, mm-hmm. they would be that, I, they wouldn't be in the mass media of everyone, but, but I was they're just still right. out there. I was like, I would love that. That would be fantastic to hear her sing stuff like this. She could, she can. She can, yeah. and oh. there are people that do that. There's people like Mannequin Pussy that do that. It's not a 
It's not Haley Williams, and that's okay. <laughs> she doesn't have eyebrows anymore. You need to let yeah. her go. <laughs> she might. No, she's she has cool, alopecia. Yeah. She's a pretty yeah. cool redhead. She's probably the coolest <laughs> redhead. Actually. Well, okay, if we're going women, then Jessica Chastain, that fucking big titty bitch from Mad Men. <laughs> What's her name? I don't know her name. She cool. She can stay. Oh, love if we're talking about women. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about women, you're talking about big titty bitches. You didn't tell me we could talk about big titty bitches. Yeah. <laughs> redhead women are way cooler than redhead dudes. I'll just say that right now. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay? I'm fine. Just fine. There's a How I Met Your Mother girl. Whatever I don't think is. there's a yeah. a Pornhub category that's redhead men. Yeah. Yeah. Pale, freckled men from the UK that never see sunlight. Yeah. No, that's not. Boys that need sunscreen. That's not a category. It's not a tan. It's freckles. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So for Devin, I guess one, two, three. How did I do, Devin? Three, four, five. Ooh. Three is my favorite song. I've I've listened to it so much, though, and uh, that's why it influenced me. If not, five would definitely be my favorite song, and it was very close between those two. Mm-hmm. Four was my least favorite um, just because you got to pick one. Just because I got to pick one, no. and it was between four and two if I had to pick one. But I, I love two. I love both of them. This four, uh, five is definitely my favorite artist. After nice. that ten minute diatribe we went on about them, <laughs> yeah. And RJ, I said two five four. How did I do? Uh, wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna guess five four five. <laughs> uh, okay, well, no, 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 no. I thought four was gonna be RJ's favorite. Yeah. So I, I went in. Just the intro to this, I absolutely loved. I love Gnarls. Just number one. Snarls? Snarls. Snarls. Not Gnarls. Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> oh, wait. This is not Gnarls Barkley? I'm out. Um, but number one. If that short little CeeLo fucker ain't in it, I'm out. I only listen to closet freak shit. <laughs> but it, I think it was just a nice introduction to it, and I actually went into the other stuff by them so i was like i like that i do like that it was great but hearing five i was like ooh, i want to go more into that so i'm gonna say five is my favorite so i'm gonna pick my songs were one four five um so it's kind of opposite what you'd said so four is my least favorite uh five is gonna be my favorite artist and one's my favorite song wow both nice. rj and I are the same that's on awesome. two out of three mm-hmm. yeah and that's what one, i thought i said one was so close for me to being my favorite also. Yeah, because yeah, I, I like that. that. That brought me into the mix, and I was like, that was fantastic for that, the placement of that. <sighs> and then for just me, five, which brought it home. Yeah, one gets stuck in my head the most, so it's probably yeah. my yeah. favorite. Um, yeah, I said I was curious last week to see if your guys' Venn diagram would line up well with this. Yeah, I don't music. like that you're bringing us together. It's <laughs> making me physically ill. You're just getting closer to docking. <sighs> Have to listen to Eminem while we dock, aren't I? <laughs> no, you said you liked Eminem like three Just times already. Mile so over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> Lose yourself. Yeah. Lose yourself in the moment you dock in, but what put I'm gonna your do dick is take, come out my dick. I'm gonna delete all Devin's like watch list, like one to watch, like uh, on Netflix, and just put all Eight Mile on it. Yeah. <laughs> just delete everything he wants to watch. <laughs> uh, all right, what you guys? Uh, what are you guys gonna rate? Rate me. <laughs> my friend <laughs> RJ you go first um, so okay 
I, I this is a great mix. I, I love the mix. Yeah. It was fantastic. I was like the only only issue I would say is four, but four wasn't a, it wasn't bad. It was it was a good song. So it was like, you know, honestly, I love the mix as a whole. I love the the new the bubble grunge. I never heard of it, so it brought it introduced me to something new. So I was like, oh, I, I and then just the the radio afterwards, it kind of was like everything it played. I was like, I like that too. I like that too. So I, you know, I wanted to give you, mind you, a perfect rating with this. Whoa! And I was like, this is a fantastic mix, fantastic. I was like, I love it. But then every time I got to four, I was like, I want to hear number five. Yeah. And I was like, I, I threw that off so much that I was like, maybe I don't like this song at all, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I gave you a 4.75. God damn, that's my highest RJ rating. And I was like, if you would have changed that, number four, I would have easily jumped on this uh, and been like, it I'm was telling a fantastic you, if mix. I had had this great grandpa song on there, you would have. It would Because I was like, I love this. I threw this on and it put me like, like you know how you, my last mix, you're kind of, uh, you said like springtime's coming, right? Where you mm-hmm. live. I was like, you know, I was like editing photos. I was like playing video games. I was just like at work. And I was like, I felt good in all different settings. And I was like in my car. And then it had a little bit sub in there. So the bass would come up. So I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I did enjoy you, this mix. Did though. you play this for the youths at work at all? Oh, they didn't care. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. You, you don't know real shit so, yet. So you, you know how I said I got the new, new shit. I had the <laughs> new coworker and he gave me a list of like artists that he listens to. He was playing somebody, and I was like, this sounds like somebody. And he's like, who does this sound like? And I was like, uh, th- an artist. He's like, who? And I was like, uh, just, I don't uh, His name's Nipsey Hussle, two blocks away from this guy down in L.A. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, this guy artist is like two blocks away. He's like, yeah, I know Nipsey. <laughs> but, but no, he's from he's from L.A. So he's telling the, that he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he he said he said. The, Look, I have some sad news for you. The way that to break that down of this conversation <laughs> yeah. that we had, apparently the artist that he listens to, which was a local rapper, yeah, was lived two blocks away from <laughs> Nipsey Hussle, so they were they're in the same hood. Yeah, comp. Get- <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever heard of Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> I'm going to bring that up next time. Yeah. yeah. De- guys know about Easy. So Devin <laughs> took his pants off. He's showing me his wiener and he's scooting closer to me. I, mean, I am scooting closer. My pants are on. I'm not showing you my wiener. I'm just scratching my leg. He Fuck is getting you. he's getting real close. I don't know why. I just want to know or uh, Mike's going to ask me for my rating. And I just wanted RJ to read this since I've been doing all of his work for him <laughs> the entire podcast. So can you read, oh, I'm bad at read under the title? I mean, those are my, you know, the song choices, but this is my rating. <laughs> oh, you want me to <laughs> read the rating? You got a 4.75 out of 5. <laughs> Bingo, baby. I knew it. I knew listening yeah. to this. You Woo! guys would be dead on with each other. Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that that's happening, but... Oh, his dick's well, out, and he's like so close to me right now. You don't like it because I figured it out. I, and you already like this style of music, but you may have played something. I don't know if you played anything for RJ to be like, RJ, you're going to like this too. And probably, sh- maybe he ignored you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't share the shit with him because he just writes true. me off and he's yeah. like, oh, well, it sounds like music that is <laughs> has instruments and girls. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll play like Angel and Airways. I'm like, Tom DeLong? Yeah. <laughs> is this Blink-182? Yeah. <laughs> Did I hear a, where are you? Well, that's Tom DeLong. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to say that because of this and the high ratings from both of us, 
I think this should be an honorary around the table five out of five. Yeah. I'm not going to call it an official five out of five. This is a good Venn diagram for all of us, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say that because you accomplished that, um, that means that means a lot. This is a great mix. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I'll keep on listening to it. I'm going to delve into yeah. all these all these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to look way more yeah, into these I would other say, artists. For me, this is probably the most consistent since uh, my first soul one. I would say for like Ooh, all of us yeah. really like it. I like the soul one. That was a good yeah. one. I, I've still listened to that a handful of times. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Shit. Uh, well, uh, uh, RJ had a good mix last week. I had a great mix this week. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wait till next, next week. Yeah. Oh, I will fuck all that up. Wait, is it my week? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. your week. <laughs> oh. Well. I really wish this didn't happen this week. <laughs> um, this is a Will Smith mix. <laughs> Please don't listen. <leave. laughs> <laughs> we all know what he sounds like. We don't need to delve into that. Na 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 na. Yeah, um, you would. Some well, Miami on there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys might not be happy with this, <laughs> and I'm very sorry. I know we have a bad track record with this, but <laughs> oh no! It's called "When Life Gives You Lemons." <laughs> you fuck RJ in the ass. <laughs> for all the people that haven't listened to us for a while, listen. <laughs> for all the people that haven't listened, fucking listen. Because it's done and fucking. Uh... Uh, what's that Adam Sandler devil movie that he made? Little Nicky. Oh, Little Nicky? When Hitler's getting the pineapples up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's you and RJ just sticking lemons up that ass. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's limes when they're out. We call that lemonades. <laughs> lemonades. <laughs> oh, got them lemonades. It's just gonorrhea. <laughs> Uh, All right, I just sent it to the group. Yeah, I'm waiting. It's, it's open. RJ, did you get it? It's a to collaborate. I'm not. I don't want to collaborate. Taking oh, time to open. No, don't collaborate. Don't but, fucking edit my mix. It's not opening. For okay, me. okay. I'm I just sent it to you individually. No, I'm excited about this. I I, I love this. <laughs> I like it already. I don't know who all these people are, but I like this. I got it already. I got it too. Why isn't that opening for me? Because it's to collaborate, so we could fuck his shit up. It's Russia. Russia's You're invited to when life gives you lemons, you fuck RJ in the ass. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to invite you. It's the button right under share. What? I'm, it's not allowing me to open it because you're. I don't know fuck. what you're sending me. I just sent you another one. Uh, don't don't make us collaborate. I didn't make it collaborative. You said that to me directly too. Whatever you sent to me directly is doing the same thing. It's asking shit. me to join the playlist. I'm trying to share. Yeah, I know how to, to share, share playlists. I'm I literally showed him last the week. Share button. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to share a photo. I'm like, what the- are you talking about? I know how to share photos. No, <laughs> I share my dick pics with everybody. It's okay. I just joined it, so I, that's the only way I can get to it. <laughs> don't add any songs. Yeah, I those first oh, three no. I love. Mm-hmm. And why on earth? I'm so glad that you love Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another version of this that i made 
You're talking about three of my favorite songs just right out of the gate there. Uh, I want to say that I made yeah, I made great. a retrospective of this mix. Obviously, Lemons. I think he, th- you know, he it's off of me. Like, literally. No, no, no. Uh, this, let me talk. It's dedication to RJ. Just shut your fucking mouth. Thanks, Devin. Yeah, just shut your fucking mouth. Thanks, Devin. There, I had a Japanese song called Lemons hmm. of a Japanese artist, which was reminiscent of a previous mixtape. RJ. Drake and Rick Ross is on there. I had um, another one by a band called Dope Lemon that was called, like, Fuck This Shit that had a naughty word in it, which RJ made a mixtape on that. Mm. (laughs) And then I had elements of all of the mixtapes that we did in one playlist. Mm, I (laughs) I was trying to, but I liked the songs on this one better. Yep. I know I like I love the first three. I don't know the last two, but I love the first three. Yep. I'm just glad again, like the, I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work on this podcast, RJ. The I, fact that Devin is now giving us mixes with Rick Ross on it. I just yeah. want to say the transition oh. from two to three. Uh I like it. That means it's gonna get weird. I like it a lot. I didn't think it would work, but I like it. I mean, putting the first artist with the second artist, let alone the third artist. It shouldn't work, but I'm like, I'm okay with it. Just doing remember, the Lord's like, work on here. Remember, yep. like, a the Lord's few work. podcasts ago. I've, I've been influenced. <laughs> I've admitted that I liked Eminem. Rick Ross can produce things. Dr. DJ Ray. Khaled does not do anything for the world. <laughs> remember... A few podcasts ago, Mike was literally like, hey, RJ, I'm so glad we moved on from your lemons mix. <laughs> yep. yep. Round two. Yep. <laughs> well, at least this one has three good songs on it. Yeah, I concur. <laughs> the other ones, we don't know where That's, they go uh, yet. kind of my point. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be stoked to start my workouts at 7 o'clock in the morning, which is... Where where does it go after that though? Where does it go after that? It gets though? a little bit more up. See, I want to know because he he does have a nice lemon like song title. Then all of a sudden he just switches to lemonade for the artist title the name. Yeah, the well, you also did album sounds, titles. Sounds like you're already not getting higher than a four, Devin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't give a shit what RJ gives Three point nine seven. Cool. <laughs> I'll take it right now. We'll call it quits. <laughs> I'll just, give you a different mix. You guys have seen Big Mouth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the the blonde girl uh, that like everyone hates? Um, oh, she's dating Devin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, RJ just sounded exactly like her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. The one that talks like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can only do Morgan Freeman. <laughs> the one that's obviously a dude's <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do your Morgan Freeman, RJ. Uh, Have you been working on it? No. That's Say it. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. That's pretty good. Thank you. That was pretty Not good. Bad. Out of nowhere, uh, was from from inside of me. <laughs> Can you do Christopher Christopher Walken saying Shawshank Redemption? I don't know how to do that. Give me your bet, your best luck of the Irish. Okay. Just saying, luck of the Irish. Yeah, luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. <laughs> I don't like that, RJ. Yeah. yeah, I have a slight Kermit the Frog, and I do slight. Nope, nope. Uh, I'm saying, no, no, give no. me your best Irish. <laughs> See, kiss, 
Kiss me Blarney Stone. <laughs> Kiss my Blarney Stone. Kiss, Kiss my me Blarney Stone. Yeah, now say it as Kermit. Kermit the Frog. No, say kiss me Blarney Stone as Kermit. Kiss the Blarney Stone. No, kiss me Blarney Stone. Kiss me Blarney Stone. Yeah, that's my balls. Do it. Now do it as Miss Piggy. It's the same thing, but higher up. You could do it. You could do it. Speed run. Kermit. Miss Piggy. All I do is uh, every time I try to do Miss Piggy, I just do the Kermit. <laughs> and I just kind of do that voice of it. Yeah, do the Hiya! <laughs> She does karate too. You forgot that pig does karate. She's kind of mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Toxic relationship, bitch. Yeah. She got big titties. My first girlfriend reminds me of Miss Piggy. (laughs) I actually, I had a nightmare that Miss Piggy. I fell asleep watching. Yeah, (laughs) everybody knew. (laughs) I fell asleep watching Muppets from Manhattan. Then I had a. A nightmare that Miss Piggy was chasing me in rollerblades, but it was my ex girlfriend. <laughs> now, RJ's terrifying. best accent is a cholo, right, RJ? Yeah, bro. Cho- no. Yeah. See, what's up, Holmes? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> what? what was that? Oh, well, that's, my best, that's my best impersonation. None of you went to Puerto Rican. I've heard you do a yeah. cholo before, but now yeah. you're Puerto Rican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we don't. We don't. This is, yeah. The best I got is Morgan Freeman saying his name. I don't know. I feel like you can do something. Can you do Barack Obama? No. If you can do Morgan Freeman, you could come pretty close to Barack Obama. They're close, but it's it's a tighter it's that tighter voice. I'm not doing it, but <laughs> it's not Barack Obama. But I, I don't know. I've tried. I haven't tried Barack Obama. What say, does he sound like? Uh, well, you know what Barack Obama sounds like. But say um, <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. Just, Say, okay, that's, that's okay. my, say, my penis is small and my balls are gay. That's Barack Obama. <laughs> Just do, do, the, do the hand Barack. motions. Yeah, do the hand motions. I'm Barack Obama. That's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, this is Morgan Freeman. My balls are small. <laughs> yeah, but now say it more like staccato. Like, uh, 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 my balls are small. I, yeah, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> you see, you're drifting, I hear more, you're drifting I hear Morgan off Freeman. You're like, my balls. But you have to say, my balls. My balls. Oh, are okay. small. Are small. Okay, and that's my what it penis. Like, huh? And my penis. My penis is gay. <laughs> my penis is gay. My penis. I have the gayest penis. <laughs> I have the gayest penis. It has been so gay this week. Two it balls. It has been one wiener. So okay. gay this week. My balls have been in asses. My balls and on asses <laughs> have been in asses. Yeah. My See? balls have been in asses. That's that's yeah. No, that's no, the you got it. My balls. Now mix that with Morgan Freeman. My balls have been in asses. My balls have been in asses. See, you're still letting it go at the end. Stop it. My balls. My balls. Have been in asses. asses. Nope. There we go. You're good. <laughs> Mor- now, Morgan Freeman. My balls. <laughs> my balls. My balls <laughs> and the asses. <laughs> so gay. So gay. Now, do your best, Bill Clinton. <sighs> I did not get... Suck from that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did not <laughs> fuck that man in the ass. Where my saxophone? He fucked me in my. Where my ass. saxophone? Bill Clinton's just a pimp now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, my, it's Cat Williams. <laughs> Listen up, baby boo boo. I did not fuck that bitch. She fucked me in my fucking ass, and it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> But yo, Bill Clinton, is she down there sucking you off right now? No. Oh, yeah, she is. That bitch down there blowing my dick like a saxophone. It's a soprano sex, bitch. (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Well, you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to this uh, Bubble Grunge Mix, just type in Five Song Mix. Save all one word into Spotify, and it'll pop up for you. Uh, yeah. On to Lemons and RJ's Ass. <laughs> Gotta open that spit valve, baby boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs>